Welcome to Reconciled 521 slash FBC podcast. You are with me, your host, Gideon Mpeni. Uh, we are so privileged to have a guest with us today. And uh, uh, he's none other than Luba Balo Matakani. He's going to introduce himself to us. He'll tell us who he is, uh, what he does. And um, we, we are going to hear uh, a number of things today. And in our, in our episode today, we will look at church planting. What are some of the things that you really need to know um, before you plant a church? Uh, what has been uh, the experience of Lubabalo? And what, what are some of the um, uh, 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 key crucial areas that a church planter uh, should uh, have beforehand, even as he goes into an area where he would like to plant a church? Or as I'll be posing to him, why do we need more churches uh, in Africa? Why do we need more churches in Africa? And what is the law of a local church or the denominations? Are they doing enough? So stick with me as we will see uh, in our episode today uh, with our guest, Lubabalo, as we talk about church planting and church planters. You're with me, your host, Gideon Benny. Welcome, Lubabalo. No, thank you. Thank you, uh, Pastor Gideon Benny, for, for having me today. Uh, you know, thank you. Thank you so much. It's an honor and a privilege to, you know, to, to be part of um, this um, session, you know, um, as a young church planter. Uh-huh. You know, uh, there's uh, some few things that I, I, I can talk, mm. talk about, you know, in, in, in my journey. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been two years uh, uh, since you've planted a church um, in Dinwiddi. Uh, the name of the church is Ransom Fellowship uh, Church. Uh, so tell us, who is Lubabalo? Uh, and uh, just share with our listeners the desire to know as to who you are, but also just briefly share with us your call to ministry. Uh, Lubabalo is um, originally from Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, my I grew up um, in, you know, in a churchment. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was a pastor. All right. In the Baptist denomination. Uh, okay. In a church around Cape Town. That's where I grew up, and I grew up really, you know, going to church virtually every day. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, you know, discovering that I can sing, so I became part of the the worship team, mm. you know, of, of, of the church. Uh, but really, I didn't have any desire. You know, to, to be on the pulpit uh, you know, and, uh, and, and lead a church. It was really something that was far-fetched, you know, f- f- for me. I, all, all, I, all I wanted to do was just to sing. And then I moved to Johannesburg in 20, 2007. All right. What brought you to, to, to Joburg? I came here because I wanted to further my studies in engineering. So mm-hmm. I was studying civil engineering and... Um, and and I finished my studies and mm-hmm. um, then I started looking around for a church that sort of resembled what I knew back at home, mm. you know. All right. And I, I, I then found a church uh, mm. in, in Soweto. Mm. Even there, got there, became part of the worship team. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was a, it's a mega church in Soweto. All right. Uh, you know, and I, I really, really enjoyed my time there mm. up until my grandfather's friend, uh, um, um, Pastor George Namlana, yes, you know, called me to <clears throat> to go and be part of his youth um, ministry. All right, Katlehong Baptist Church. Mm. Uh, there we then went there with my wife, and then 
you know, started leading uh, probably about 15 or 19 uh, young people, mm. you know. And when I was there, yes, that's where I, you know, the, the, the desire really came in. Mm. As I started teaching the young people about Christ, as, about, as I started interacting with them, mm. uh, I then felt, you know, there is, uh, you know, some need of some com- contemporary approach mm. into, 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 you know, leading worship, into leading, you know, um, the, the church and even presenting the gospel without compromising it. Mm. Mm. And then I then spoke with, um, you know, uh, Pastor George and I told him, listen, uh, I've got this idea mm. and um, I mean, if, if the church would bless, you know, that I go and uh, will send me out to go and plant a church um, uh, in Dinwidi, which was sort of probably five kilometers away mm. from from where Katlohong is, mm. uh, you know, it's, it's some uh, suburb, you know, it's a, you know, yeah, it's an old suburb mm. um, with sort of, sort of racial mix, you know, black All and right. white, according to our context. So here you are in this local church where you were serving as a youth pastor. Um, or, or uh, you, not a youth pastor, but you, you are serving in the youth ministry. Uh, and the, the Lord is working in your heart. And there's this urge and this desire that you desire to plant a church um, uh, in, in an area that was further away from Katlehong. Um, uh, uh, tell me as to the, just the process uh, how... How did that come about? Was was it just from the interaction with the young people, as you are putting it, or um, what was it that strike you most about Dinwidi, uh, the actual area, and the need just for a local church? Well, I I was in Dinwidi um, because of um, you know a work meeting that I had had. Uh, you know, I worked for the municipality, hmm. so we had uh, you know our. IDP meetings, uh, integrated development plan meetings, mm. and when I was there, before I got to the venue, I got lost. So I was driving around the suburb, and I could see that there's probably two churches that were there: mm. an old apostolic church and mm-hmm. an Enchir Kerk. Mm. You know, I hadn't seen any other church up until later. Then I saw there was some other church called uh, Bethel Church, but I know of only three churches uh, in the area so but as I was sitting there and I was like you know I have this desire to plant, to plant a contemporary church and I feel that maybe the, the the suburb would have you know your middle class that will appeal or that will find mm. a, con- a contemporary church appealing wow. to to them you know mm. at that time I didn't have any venue um, but I felt in my heart, you know, when I saw, you know, middle class people driving around in the area, not having a tra- having t- three traditional churches that maybe they didn't relate to. And I felt this for me is the sweet spot mm. where they are middle class people and there is, there's an old, there are old traditional churches. Mm-hmm in need of mm. a contemporary church all right so i saw the need and i felt maybe god could use me in this area okay so so take us through the just the experience as to what were some of the um things that you had to do uh in your initial phase before you would even uh 
dive into uh, the actual planting. Yes, you've, you've shared with us that you, you spoke with um, uh, Reverend George Ngamlana, who was a, a pastor at, who is the, the current pastor at Katlehong Baptist Church, who was at that time also the one who uh, called you in to serve in the youth ministry there at KBC. So just take us through, so what did you do to prepare for this burden which the Lord had laid on your heart? Okay, the, the first thing that I did was, you know, I, 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 I spoke with my wife about it, mm -hmm. you know. I was married by then, mm. told my wife, uh, wifey, we'll have to leave Katlohong Baptist Church and go start a church um, in Dinwiddie. And we would obviously need then to evangelize mm. uh, and to get people who are from the area, you know, and interact with them so that they can be part of this. And uh, the idea that came to mind was that every Saturday, my wife and I would go to the shopping complexes. Mm -hmm. um, I was fortunate there was an old man called Ombeni in Dinwidi at the Okesh uh, supermarket there. He allowed me to put um, sort of a table and a gazebo um, to, to speak with people as they walk into the OK, um, to just tell them about this uh, new church that is going to be in the area, mm. you know. And uh, we spoke with people, took down their numbers. Um, and some of them we interacted more and had some one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. um, uh, sessions. Mm. But one thing that I did not do well <laughs> was that I had not found a venue mm. yet mm. in the area. So I was speaking with people, sort of like, um, you know, John telling, you know, people about the Messiah coming, mm -hmm. you know, for an, I'm like, there's a church coming, there's a church coming, mm. you know, and there was a lot of excitement, you know, and the question would come and beg, where is the church? Mm. And I wouldn't have an answer because I didn't even stay in the area I would say no it's coming no it's coming mm. you know but up until one day one day when I then decided I'm gonna drive around the area mm -hmm. uh, you know further then I found a complex mm. a shopping not a, a sports complex mm -hmm. walked into the sports complex <laughs> a very very interesting setup because mm. as I walked in mm -hmm. there was a bar there <laughs> where they sell alcohol and what have you mm. but something in my spirit you know it might sound cliche as you mm. listen something mm. in my spirit said let me speak with this owner here and I spoke with the owner owner do you have any rooms in this um, you know sports complex that one can use for a worship service mm. the owner said to me you can have a look around I'm not sure about a worship service but I can show you the rooms that we have then she, and then I got shown rooms around and then I asked her can we have our Sunday services here it's not going to be you know as we start you know a normal full pack service just going to be prayer mm. and then she said to me yeah we, we, you know, we, we can she agreed and then she just said she can't guarantee uh, you know that I would have you know a, um, um, access every weekend mm. for them and so Planting a church, one really needs to be firm about finding, I've learned, finding a mm. venue. As you mobilize people, yes. people will ask you, where are you guys going to congregate? Mm. You know, and then that then 
for me solved that missing puzzle and I found Avenue. From there, whatever that she said, I think the Holy Spirit worked on her that she gave us that venue now mm-hmm. every Sunday. Praise God. You know, instead okay. of two, you know, Sundays, uh, you know, um, um, two Sundays a month, mm. you know, I, we, we, we then meet now, you know, right. full time. Yeah. Wow. So it, it looks as if though, uh, they, they, there wasn't um, like a classic clear-cut plan to say, this is what we are going to do. It, was it more of, we will go as the Lord will lead us? Yeah, look, we, we didn't have a classic. I, a friend of mine had given me, you know, you know, uh, something to read on. Um, mm-hmm. One, One Mukatle, mm-hmm. uh, who, who now leads a rooted fellowship. Yes. Yeah, so One was leading a church in, uh, in Pretoria. Mm. I don't know, it was two or three years into his church plant mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever. But he then gave me something to just to read on and gave me a lot of literature. So I, in the back, you know, of my mind, I had that that's, this is what I need to do, that I need to okay. assemble people mm. and what have you. But I didn't have a venue to assemble people in Dinwiddie because I didn't stay in, in Dinwiddie. Okay. So the only way was for me to evangelize on Saturdays, mm. get the people's numbers mm-hmm. and agree to meet with them on Sunday. Alright. But then the interesting thing about the Sundays that we met, mm. we didn't meet at 10 o'clock or at 8 o'clock. We met in the afternoon, 4 o'clock, you, you, you know, in the afternoon. Mm. Because for me, it was sort of like a, a time where we just met and get to know the people. Mm. Those are what I would call our my gathering sessions that I had, you know, with, with, with the people mm-hmm. that, 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 are, that, that, that are part of the church. Mm-hmm. But we then found out as the as, as time went by, we need to switch from the uh, from the five afternoon o'clock afternoon to, to a morning uh, right. to, to a morning service. Okay, so from 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 that, then what I gather is it was not only KBC that was um, you were partnering with. There were other ministries also. Yes. What were some of the uh, what were other ministries that you partnered with at the initial phase? You've spoken of only from Rooted Fellowship. Who were some other partners in even in your initial phase of your plant? Um, look, I, I I would speak with my you know uh, grandfather's um, um, pre um, you know uh, not predecessor, but the, the guy who took over from my grandfather mm-hmm. uh, is now Doctor Zondi. Mm. You know, I'd speak with him uh, on on that at uh, Doctor Zondi at Langa Baptist Church. I didn't mention the name of the church. Mm. It's Langa Baptist in Cape Town. So I'd mm. speak with him. I mean, would find some encouragement, but. I would interact with him personally, but not as the church. But I got, you know, some wisdom, to, some wisdom from right. him. Uh, mm. I mean, there's a time where I was even doubting my preaching abilities. Mm. He's actually one of the people who said to me, Luwabalo, uh, God will help you, mm. you, you know. Mm. And, um, and yeah, uh, there's, there's that, there's, there's Ane, um, there's Gideon, mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And there's a, a host of mm. friends of mine, mm. you know, um, who, Really were were, were were supportive Wonderful. You know, to me. I mean, uh, oh, there's Pastor Jabu mm. um, from uh, Kaya Family Church. Mm-hmm. Wow, mm. powerful man mm. uh, who comes really regularly meets up with me. Mm. Um, and uh, there's a lot of love I have for Pastor Wonderful, Jabu, yeah. wonderful. So let's let's now move on to uh, this second point. Um, you 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 you've indicated in your introduction that you. Um, you are an engineer um, and you work 
so, so in essence then you are bivocational in your ministry if, if we can use that word uh, you work but you work with uh, the municipality but also you you are planting a church mm. what would you say are some of the advantages and disadvantages of that and what would be your I really would want you to to, to speak into um, just that arrangement do you think in your opinion or would you encourage church planters to consider that sort of approach what are some of the pros and the the cons look uh, Gideon uh, Paul was a church uh, was a was a tent maker mm-hmm. um, and um, he did that to to sustain himself and I'm sure some of the money that he made was to help even the church grow. Mm. so if uh, for you to, to to run a church and for you to have sustainable programs and for you to have something really sustainable even for the people mm. you would need finance mm. so I would I'm a proponent that one must work mm. you must work um, you know for a good I can't specify five years six years but you should be by by vocational as you work because we find that you know if you don't work uh, you, you know you try and find a church there's not many churches that are there that can help you financially mm. to run your church. They can help with prayer, mm-hmm. they can help with books to read, mm-hmm. but they might not necessarily help you, mm. you know, with financing, mm. you know, the work. So you, you, you really, really, if, if you are a student now at any seminary, mm. try and find a skill that you have, mm-hmm. you know, as if, and, and if you're looking to really to, to plant a church, try and find a skill and work on it and be good at it so that you can be able to sustain God's work. Mm. Because as, as, you, as you use your skill, God will connect you with people in mm. order for that skill to really bring in, you know, some of the means that are needed to do the work, you know. Um, All right. But I, I can tell you now, I'm a proponent of, of that. If you really want to have something sustainable, mm. really try and, you know, get work. I know there are cases where there are some network um, you know, organizations that help, yes. you know, pastors to, 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 to really um, sustain the work. You yes, know. yes. That's the very same essence. They are there to give money. If you don't have anyone to give you that money, mm. you need to work, my wow. brother, my wow. sister. You yeah. need to work. Wonderful. So, so there is a model um, uh, that missiologists um, uh, have coined where they would say uh, for a local church, uh, any local church or any local church planter, as he goes out there, uh, he needs to make sure that uh, he, uh, he he preaches the gospel to the point that the church is self-sustainable, mm. uh, the church is um, self-mobilizing, uh, but self-propagating, uh, that's what I mean, uh, but also uh, self-theologizing. But above all else, I think they, this one, I, I really found it from... Uh, some brothers from Zambia where they say it, it must be a church that uh, it's 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 there's indigenization that takes place where the local indigenous people takes over and they own the work itself um, that being said um, in, in what in what stage would you say as as the church in Africa have we been able to um, plant churches well enough that the churches that we are planting have uh, all that in place where our church our, our churches in in other words self-sustaining self self-propagating 
um, self-sufficient and self-propagating and they're they're self-theologizing but also they we have indigenous men and women who are able to um, to serve in those local churches are we seeing that in the church in Africa in your opinion yeah I mean a lot of the traditional churches that have been planted by the missionaries hmm. really have a rich history you know of people who are very loyal to their churches loyal to a point where they give you, you know they give to the mission of the church they mm. give to the cause of the church mm. they give because they have a connection and affinity to the church they give because they grew up in the church mm. but what is missing is them as people trying to plant new churches we mm. have churches but our churches don't plant other churches. Are we more focusing on maintenance than we are on the missional aspect of the church? Correct. We, we, I mean, most people don't even think about having a, a church plant that comes from their church. When I grew up um, in, in, in Cape Town, Galanga, there were church planters in the area. Mm. And my perspective as, at that point was that those churches that were busy making noises in some high school building or primary school buildings are not churches hmm. they're just people they're just some form of you know missions up until i became a church planter hmm. that's when i started appreciating hmm. the trouble hmm. and the effort that people need to go to to secure a venue to secure a place to even have the work of god you know functioning because hmm. i was looking at it you know from a perspective of something that is already accomplished hmm. Meanwhile, there were people that were my grandfather's, uh, you know, forebearers or predecessors that had to go through this. So we have a lot of churches mm -hmm. that think that, you know, doing the ministry of God is, is finding yourself in a building. Not everyone does that. As a result, them going to plant something new, mm. the idea of going to a classroom, the idea of being in a tent, the idea of being in some remote area mm. is something that makes them not want to do anything for God. Mm. You know, they prefer being comfortable in their air-conditioned mm. space. And Christ said, you know, in Acts, mm. when the disciple, when he was speaking with the disciples, said, the Holy Spirit will be upon you. Mm. Wait here, but go and be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Samaria, and the rest of Judea. So Christ gave us the mandate not to stay in our local churches. Mm -hmm. So every local church mm. must have a church plant. Mm. If you are a local church leader mm. and you don't have a church plant, then you are not fulfilling the Great Commission. Mm. Mm. Then you are not. Mm. Why did Christ die? Mm. Why did Christ give you the Holy Spirit? Mm. If you are not planting a church wow. so give yourself that challenge mm -hmm. it is known is noted that churches grow through church planting mm. people give when there's more church planting wow. the more they see the work that you're doing mm -hmm. the more they give wow all right so th that then being said then um looking at our churches looking at what local churches are doing right now mm. um and our institutions that are supposed to, I would say, facilitate in terms of equipping the men for the work of ministry. In your assessment, in your opinion, uh, do you perceive that our institutions are emphasizing on church planting enough? Or are we lacking somewhere where in, in our maybe curriculum, do you perceive that maybe there's a need or are we okay? There's a casual focus, I believe. 
mm. and I'm using the word casual intention. There's a casual focus. Mm. It's there, but it's very casual. Mm. But I can tell you now, the gospel is missional. Mm. Means that the, the, it means that you need to be able to go and win souls, you know, for Christ as an individual, mm -hmm. but also as a church collectively. Mm. You're not going to be there just to win members mm -hmm. for your church, but your church must be able to move and become a multi-site church. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. otherwise you will you 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 would find yourself not fulfilling mm -hmm. what the Bible says that you must do. So. For me, I feel that the seminaries or mm. the colleges, yes. whatever you want to you want to call them, mm. students that enroll there mm -hmm. must even from year, uh, year one mm. be found or connected to a church, mm -hmm. and when they are connected to that church, that church must help them mm. to plant a church so that by the time they graduate, they have experience of church planting. Mm. Whether the church plant will be successful, whether the church plant won't be successful, there will be a successor from him. The church won't close. The church might not grow as the person wants to grow, but there will be a church that is established and there will be a successor that takes over. But the main thing mm. is to plant the seed mm. in the area. Mm. But we find that people are not being trained in that they are given theory, some of them don't even go and visit church plants. Mm. They go to established churches. People move from Cape Town or Eastern Cape. They go and study wherever, Limpopo or Gauteng. When they go to seminary, on Sunday, where do they go to? They go and find an established church mm. to go and serve into. Mm. You got four years in seminary. Use those four years mm -hmm. and build yourself mm. into that. You'd find that as you church plant, mm -hmm. you are learning a skill. You are improving your preaching skills. Mm. You are improving your managerial skills. Mm -hmm. You are improving everything that has to do with you being a church plant. Because if by chance you then find a church mm -hmm. to work for after you graduate mm. when it's time for that your church to plant a church mm. you would have experience empirical experience mm. and ex empirical research mm. to know how it is to plant a church wow so when you graduate yes. every student must be able or must have done church planting for a good three or four years depending on the length of your study all right yeah. so then uh, uh before we wind up uh, the, the yes we uh we are with luba balo matakane from uh ransom fellowship uh he's planting a church you can hear the man is oozing <laughs> church planting is oozing missions yeah. and he's challenging us tonight as to what the church needs to get into to get into the heart of the father going out there make disciples of all nations now i would like to ask you lubabalo as to uh, uh, it's been two years now since ever since you studied um you you've done the church plant you have labored there and we can we can hear your your passion your zeal for uh, for the lord even in regard to the gospel in the matters of church planting what are some of the two things you wish you would have known before getting into a plant and what are some of the two things that you you wish that you would have known before you started you realize to say well i wish i had known that uh, before i went into a plant before I get there, I just want to go back to what I was talking about, but I will answer you mm. that as a church planter, mm. as, as, as I had said earlier on, I worked and interacted with people from various denominations. Mm -hmm. 
your Pentecostals and what have you. Mm. That is very important because it makes you as a person become much more rich in your understanding because even the people that you will preach to yes. will come from those type of worldviews. Mm. Some of them will be Pentecostal, some mm. of them will be unchurched, some of them will be churched. But as you work with the various churches and you know pastors, mm. it will enrich you as a person. So don't come, I'm a Baptist, don't come and say I'm only going to befriend Baptist preachers only. Mm. Mm. Meet with all the various um, you know pastors that are there. Oh, okay. is, is this pastors who are planting churches or just pastors in general? I would say predominantly pastors that are planting churches mm. because they will help you, mm. you know, they will help you change certain perspectives. You know, they will help you when you are pressured to lower you down. Mm -hmm. You know, at the, the on last um, celebration we had in our church, Pastor Jabu came and he said to me, don't put steroids on the church. Mm. As in, you know, chicken, mm -hmm. when you want it to grow within yes, a yes, short yes. space of you time, you, 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 you yes. want to fatten it. Mm. Don't do that with the work mm. of God, you know. And he said that, and he spoke out of experience, mm. that if you would do that, it might it might even cost. So in what way? You, you're raising a good point there. Maybe before we go, we go to this question I'm asking. So in what way? What are some of the key fundamentals that non-negotiables mm. that as a church planter here are things that you are holding on to yes you are interacting with other people because there are some with wishy-washy teachings but what are some of the fundamentals that you would say you make sure that you uphold this even as you are interacting with different people who have gone before you and they are planting churches well your perspective and your worldview should be christ-centered mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it should be biblical mm -hmm. you know so don't go and borrow mm. what is not found in the bible mm. you know so don't go as i say don't go and now you know sell oil or mm. so as you interact with these people mm. you see their church grow their church is growing mm. and you find that you've got some form of temptation to find out how do i speed up mm. this growth and you end up doing what they do mm. also don't go just because a certain pastor is writing books don't go and go and write books mm. immediately nobody knows you. you'll end up having to give away those books for free having having spent so much money and so much time writing books don't be quick you know to put on your websites and all those things mm. you know because sometimes you know you spend so much money and promising that you know the church members that funded that website that the work of God you know will sort of take off quickly because of your website you know so those are the things that so you basically is how you manage your church in terms of what you preach mm -hmm. and also how you manage your finances mm. you know but thirdly also make sure that you don't move away from the the idea and the temper and the pitch of being evangelical as as you try and win souls mm. so for example in the book of acts we find that when christ spoke with them and said they must go and make disciples mm. they stayed in jerusalem mm. up until there was persecution mm -hmm. so you'd find that your church as you are sitting where in cape town or eastern cape canada across the world your church will find that there is some persecution within the church because people are relaxed they are not doing what the mission of god was they're mm. not winning souls they're not as i say they're not planting more churches lovely so the antidote to that plant churches as a church and you will see how you diffuse the tension 
in the church wow. how you diffuse even the leadership tensions mm. that could be there because many people will be waiting maybe because they want to ascend and become church pastors mm. you know after you and whatever there's friction of positions mm. so as you you know identify these leaders in yes. your church yes. send them out and plant more, more, churches. more churches all right so to so, so i think you you've answered my question so uh, let's come to uh, to to the to to the other part what can be your encouragement to a brother who is out there um he's languishing uh, he's, he's been so faithful in planting, in planting, preaching the word. And in, in even in moments such as this, as we are faced with uh, COVID-19 lockdowns in some parts of the world. Um, and there is a, a, a brother uh, who has labored faithfully and is discouraged. Or there is a brother who is contemplating on planting a church. Um, in, in, in a few words, like in the next three minutes, what would be your encouragement to such men? I would say, you know, connect to someone. Mm. Connect to a church planter. Mm. Connect to a church planter, and I, I say that intentionally, because a church planter knows your heart and has been through what you are going through. Mm. A church planter is enterprising mm -hmm. in the way they're thinking. Mm. So if you are enterprising, it means that you are a go-getter. It means that you are, as you go-get, you are going to be facing challenging things. Mm. But if someone is not much of a church planter, because of the comfortable foundation that has been laid before them, mm. they might not be able to give you the words that you need to know mm. because some of their challenges are not necessarily what you go through. So try and find a church planter try and uh, find someone that can mentor you try and find someone that has really walked mm. the walk mm -hmm. you know i'm not talking against churches that have been established mm. but i can tell you now your your peace and your 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 your, your mind you know would be would be, would come and settle as you speak with someone who has walked the walk mm. you know mm. because you are saying now, COVID-19, there's people that have um, possibly uh, you know, planted churches. After planting a church, maybe with a tent, the tent blows away and what have you. It's devastating. You know, firstly, he doesn't have money to, you know, you know, to, to buy this new tent or whatever. He needed to find ways in how he encourages his people and whatever. So out of that experience, mm. out of that, those type of tragedies, mm. you are able also to find, you know, some wisdom that can help you, you mm. know. Mm. But as someone who's looking into church plant, mm -hmm. I can say now, just be prayerful. Mm -hmm. Just be prayerful. If you've got a, a, a sending church, mm. connect with that sending church, mm. you know, connect with that sending church. Don't be quick to move. You, you know, because mm. you might find that you are quick to move. You find a few people and then maybe you can't use a specific venue mm. or something that happens. Only when you know exactly where you are going to, you know, plant the, the, the church, then I think start making those little moves. But for now, be prayerful. Mm. Just wait. Mm. You know, just Christ as just as Christ said, wait here in Jerusalem. Yes, until find you your Jerusalem. Uh -huh. And then up until things have come down mm. and then go out there and plant because you might find that if you go now, you might you might wound yourself spiritually mm. that you might not even 
be able to continue with the work wow. or even have a desire to go and do the work of the Lord. Wow. That is uh, Lubabalo Matakane. And it's been a joy, brother, to just uh, sit with you and hear your heart. Indeed, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, uh, it's recorded there. As the Bible tells us, then Jesus Christ told his disciples, All power and authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them, command them to observe all that I have taught you. And this is the heart of our discussion, even uh, this day. And uh, if you are there and you are sensing the call of God into ministry, if you are there and you are already serving in the field and you've been laboring so faithfully, may you be encouraged even as you hear this. And may we desire as local churches to uh, connect to the heart of God as healthy churches. We plant healthy churches as we go out there. And we even partner with these men who are planting churches. We pray for them, support them financially, come alongside them even in evangelistic activities. It's such a joy just to partner together. And if you are there and you're sensing the call of God, even this hour, we desire just in these few minutes just to come before the Lord and to pray together. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you so much in the name of Jesus Christ for the mandate you have left for us uh, that we are expected to go and make disciples uh, we realize how neglect we have how we have um, we instead of uh, committing ourselves to this great commission we have omitted it in deliberately but also sometimes even unintentionally in our priorities that we set as a people we ask of you that even in this hour you would empower us with your holy spirit you send us forth to be your witnesses to the nations africa needs you america needs you asia needs you across the world europe needs the gospel too so we ask even now that we will go out there that you raise many young men like lubabalo to go out there and preach the gospel of our lord and our savior jesus christ in his glorious name we pray amen amen thank you so much brother it's been a blessing to be with you and i pray that the lord will bless you and your ministry was as, as you serve in the community of Denudi. Thank you, Pastor Gideon. Just, uh, I just want to encourage you. Go out there. If you are have, if you already have an existing church, get your church to start planting other churches mm. next year, mm. the other year. Mm. Go out there and plant more churches. Thank you so much, brother. Be encouraged. Amen. 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 You've heard the challenge, and let us go out there and make disciples of all nations. You are with me, your host Gideon. Benny on our podcast Reconciled 521 slash FBC. Indeed, we are talking about how God has reconciled us and how we then ought to go out there as ambassadors as Paul would command us. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 verse 20. We are therefore ambassadors of Christ, making this plea to call forth men and women to be reconciled unto God. Until next time, God bless you richly. Thank you.